Hello and welcome to Dak and Rick's pod. I'm Dak. And I'm Rick. And today we are going to be talking about the world of sports as we are a father-son duo who loves sports. Yeah, we really do. We go to the Miami Heat games, we go to the Dolphin games, we go to UN football games, Miami Open tennis, and we even travel. We travel to NBA All-Star games, and of course, we go to the show of shows, WrestleMania. And this weekend's especially special for WrestleMania as... Under traditional circumstances, we would be over there in Tampa, um, probably watching Friday Night SmackDown right now. But sadly, with our global um, virus pandemic that has taken over the world of the coronavirus, we sadly can't go. And it has taken us to now starting a podcast. (laughs) So the show of shows, WrestleMania, will be taking place over two nights this year. And I think we're going to do predictions to start us off here. I think, yeah, prediction will be, will, will be how we start the program, but then we're going to go into the Dolphins, and we're going to go into the Dolphin drafts. And this year is especially amazing for them, as they have a total of 14 picks, three being in the first round, two in the second, and many more throughout the three-day experience. And this year is going to be the first year where it's a virtual draft, so we'll get into talking about that. But we're going to be talking about how they can build a team for the future, as this year will be a pivotal year, as they shipped out some key players over the past year and now we're going to see how the product turns out well they've signed kyle van noy they've signed byron jones and there's a lot more coming down in the future and we're going to talk about that later they do have a lot of money dak so they're going to hopefully be able to bring and rebuild the team yeah that's one of the only thing we can hope down here in miami as there hasn't been a parade for the dolphins since 1973 and i wasn't even alive for that so we're going to get right into that but first we are going to do our wrestlemania 36 predictions now we're going to be getting into our wrestlemania 36 predictions as we are going to be bringing you guys a full review next week of the show of shows and we're going to be watching this weekend and we hope you guys are too and you can follow us on social media at the podcast name dak and rick's pod and you can keep up with how we're watching the show and if our predictions are right or wrong so we're going to get started this is in complete random order the match card we're going to start with The Undertaker versus AJ Styles in a Boneyard match. Who do you have? Oh, I'm going to take The Undertaker. I think he's the uh, pivotal one in this one. Yeah, I'm going to take The Undertaker too as it's a Boneyard match. Who knows what it's even going to be? So if it's The Undertaker's match, you know it's his yard. So I firmly believe in him. Next matchup in the card is Braun Strowman versus champion Goldberg for the Universal Championship. Who do you have? I have Goldberg. I think he's coming back from retirement, isn't he, Doc? Yeah, he's... He's been in a program with The Fiend where he won the Universal Heavyweight Championship and now he's defending. he was supposed to defend against Roman Reigns, but Roman Reigns has pulled out from the show. So, yeah, we're going to see what happens. But I personally have Braun Strowman as I finally believe it's his time to win the Heavyweight Championship. And although he's he's been in bouts before and, yeah, I just think it's time for him to win it at a big pay-per-view, the biggest one of them all, the show of shows. The, the showcase of the Immortals, WrestleMania. And next we have the Firefly Funhouse match, which pits Bray Wyatt versus John Cena. Who do you have? I'm going to go with John Cena, and I know he's coming also back from retirement. He hasn't been around for a while. Yeah, on hiatus, you would say more. In hiatus, okay, yeah, that's right. But I think he's still in shape, I think he's still uh, a good champion, and I think he'll do fine. Yeah, but I have to say, I'm going to go with the fiend himself, Bray Wyatt, as he's just so crazy, so... I don't even know. It's Unpredictable just... Unpredictable There you go. And 
he lost to him at WrestleMania 30, I believe. And I don't think The Fiend is is going to take that loss as he remembers. And although it was like in a different life form or however they want to describe it, The Fiend remembers and he knows how to beat John Cena this time. But next up, we have champion Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Who do you have? Well, listen, I know Brock Lesnar, and I've seen him throughout the years, and he's really incredible. However, I think it's Drew McIntyre that's going to take this one on. Yeah, I agree. Drew McIntyre has just shown himself, after winning the Royal Rumble, he has just shown himself as the Brock Lesnar killer, maybe. So we'll have to wait and see. As Brock Lesnar has been killed before, but I think Drew McIntyre, this one might be special. We can't underestimate Brock because he's really strong. He's really, he's an animal, let's say. So we can't underestimate him, but I think Drew will take him this time. And of course, I, to be honest, I don't know with the whole coronavirus, but I believe Paul Heyman, his manager, will be there. And he's always up to some antics, so you never know what can happen. Anyways, moving on to the next match. Edge in his return match versus Randy Orton in a last man standing match. Who do you have? I have Randy Orton. And I do too, as we just both believe that Edge is probably on his way out after a nine-year wrestling uh, pause from wrestling or retirement, I don't know, whatever ended up happening with him. And now he's back, even though I don't think he's here to stay. Do you agree? So he's trying to make a comeback. It's going to be short-lived. Yeah, because... Randy Orton's going to take care of that. Yeah, Randy Orton, known as the legend killer, I think he's got going to notch, or what is it? Gonna Put another notch on his belt. There you go. Put another notch on his belt and take Edge out. So, next up we have for the Raw Women's Championship, champion Becky Lynch defending against Shayna Baszler. Who do you have and why? I have Becky Lynch. I think she's the champion. I think she's going to be able to uh, continue uh, her her reign as champion. Okay. Um, But I have the, uh, what's it called, the opponent, uh, Shayna Baszler, as I just believe her MMA training and... Becky's held on to the championship long enough that I think we need some freshening up over there on the Raw women's side. But moving on, we have... I haven't seen the the MMA. I haven't seen that come be able to be transferred into the wrestling ring too much. Yeah, very It's one thing in MMA ring, it's another thing to come into the WrestleMania ring. Yeah, I agree. Few have been able to do it. Brock Lesnar being one, Ronda Rousey, but few have been able to sustain that success in the WWE atmosphere. But moving on to another women's championship match, we have the NXT championship match, Rhea Ripley versus women's Royal Rumble winner, Charlotte Flair. Who do you have? I'll take Charlotte Flair. Yeah, and I'm going to do the same as she's won the Royal Rumble. Rhea Ripley's time, I think, is up, and they want Charlotte to be pushed. And yeah, moving on, we have a fatal five-way, Bailey versus Naomi versus Tamina versus Lacey Evans versus Sasha Banks, Bailey being the champion. For the SmackDown Women's Championship, who do you have and why? Uh, let me go with Bailey. Okay, I'm gonna do the same as this new heel gimmick of hers has been really good, and I don't know, not too much to say as this match has been changed a lot in the coming days as we get closer with coronavirus fears, and I don't know to be honest, this match could go either way. Do you agree? I think so, and you know the element of not having people, the audience in there. Is gonna is gonna definitely have an impact on these matches. Yeah. So next up, we have Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. A very interesting one on one. Just a one on one. Who do you have and why? Two powerful wrestlers. Two professional wrestlers. Two wrestlers with a lot of skills. But I'm gonna go with Kevin Owens this time. I think Kevin Owens is going to be able to take on Seth Rollins. 
Kevin Owens is always unpredictable, and uh, he's a, a showman, that's for sure. He is a showman. He most definitely is, but I'm going to have to go with the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins, as he he's the king of WrestleMania, I think, and he's gonna sl- and he's gonna slowly continue to solidify himself. He always shows up. He's always here, and I don't know. He's just the man. I don't know. Next up, we have Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley with Lana. I don't know the whole coronavirus with without, but who do you have and why? I have Bob Lashley. I think he's a, a good athlete, and he's big and he's strong and he's powerful. That's uh, what I'm going with Lashley. All right. Well, I'm going to um, go against you there again with Aleister Black. As To be honest, I just prefer Aleister Black's wrestling style. No real much into that. But next, we have another just one-on-one match. Elias versus King Corbin. Who do you have? Well, I have to go with the singer. I have to go with the guitarist. I got to go with the showman of showman, Elias. That's the guy I'm going with. I think it's his time. I think he has to wrestle. I think he's going to be good. And I think he's going to take on and beat King Corbin. Yeah, I think he needs that WrestleMania win after last year, getting defeated by uh, Dr. Thunganomics, uh, John Cena. Not even in a match, but, you know, just in the ring. And, yeah, I don't know much else to say. This this match doesn't really interest either of us. So, But other than Elias, Elias is the man. And let's see if this even goes on with rumors that possibly it won't. So we'll see. And next up, we have Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Sami Zayn being the champion, who do you have and why? I'm going to go with the champion. I'm going to go with Sami Zayn. He's wild, man. I think he'll take on Daniel Bryan. I think he has athleticism. He has the opportunity. And he's really into the wrestling match. And he's really into WrestleMania. So I think he's going to really uh, have an impact. And I think he's going to beat Daniel Bryan. Okay, well, I'm going to go against you there. And I'm going to take the opponent, Daniel Bryan. As he's, even though he's, I believe at nearing the end of his wrestling career, you may say, why doesn't he put over a guy like Sami Zayn? I think he's still got one last strong run left. And I think they're going to give him the IC title to leave. And he's going to continue the program with Sami Zayn, Shinsuke, and Cesaro, and Drew Gulak. So it's going to continue for a while. But I think they're going to give Daniel Bryan his last big WrestleMania moment, even though it's in front of nobody. So it won't be any crowd reaction. won't be as fun. Well, it's going to be millions of people watching on TV. I mean, it's not in front of nobody. A lot of people are going to be watching on TV. There's not going to be an audience inside the arena, but there's going to be millions and millions of people watching WrestleMania. Yes, sir. And we only have through four more matches, I believe, on the card. So let's keep on going through it. We have the Street Profits, the Raw Tag Team Champions versus Austin Theory and Angel Garza. And the champions, I believe, are going to take this one. Who do you think? I think I'm going to go with Street Profits. Yeah. like This match has been just thrown together, in our opinion, so we don't really have much to it other than the champions should just retain. And next we have the Kubakai Warriors. Sorry for mispronouncing that. Versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross who for the, for the Women's Tag Team Championship. Who do you have and why? I'm going to go with the Warriors. I think that they're, they're good. They're powerful. I think that... Aksa. Asuka. Asuka. Asuka is amazing. Asuka is amazing. I, I like the way she she wrestles. I think she's uh, very athletic, and I think she's tough. Okay. Well, I'm going to go again. It seems like we're contradicting a lot in this with the opponents, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, as it, uh, they've won the championship before, but with rumors of Asuka's uh, partner, Kyrie Sane, leaving the WWE makes us begin to question with now them not being able to tape as much, will they be able to get the championships off of her by the time she 
gets released of WWE, so that's why I believe that they're going to end up taking it. And our second-to-last match is Otis versus Dolph Ziggler with Mandy Rose. This is a very weird program, just about love and romance. So uh, I'm going to take Otis because he's the boy. No real much other explanation. He's big. He's strong. I think you have a pretty similar explanation. Well, you know, Otis is a wild man, so I like Otis, but I think... I think, and originally I was going to go with Otis, but now I'm going to go with Ziggler. Oh, okay. Ziggler is going to take him on. I think he's going to beat Otis, and uh, Ziggler's a powerful wrestler. I know that Otis was a wild man, but Ziggler's a powerful wrestler. Yeah, wow. Uh, switch up right even in the middle of the show. And last but certainly not least, a sh- uh, show stealer in my opinion, the Miz and Morrison, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship cha- champions, <laughs> are putting their championship on the line in a ladder match versus the Usos and the New Day. Who do you have and why? Well, I, I think The Miz is a, is a showman. He's a showman of the showmans. You know, he does a good job. Um, the New Day are wonderful. I think they're very athletic. But I'm going to go with the Usos. I think the Usos are tough, and I think they're going to take them on, and I think they're going to become victorious in this one. Well, I'm going to have to um, contradict you. And say the New Day are going to take this one as New Day rocks. And that's about it. So that's the whole WrestleMania show card. This is going to be taking over two days. And hopefully it's going to be one of the best ones we've ever seen. With the Gronk hosting it. What do you think about Rob Gronkowski hosting WrestleMania this year? That's going to be great. I remember seeing him. Where was it? In uh, Orlando where we saw him jump in the ring? Yeah, in Orlando. WrestleMania 33 to take out Jinder Mahal and help Mojo win. It was wild then, and I think it's going to be wild now. I think it's going to add a lot to this uh, to this card and to this program, I should say. And to quote one of your phrases, he's definitely a showman, and he's going to definitely add a lot to the card. So we can't wait to see the Gronk this weekend and all the wrestlers perform, as this is going to be a very interesting WrestleMania. First one ever, two nights, no fans, pre-recorded supposedly. So, And we'll- now we have the Gronk, so I'm, I'm, I'm dying to see the Patriot, the former Patriot. <laughs> I'm dying to see him perform, I'm dying to see him speak, I'm dying to see him explain these matches and talk and interview these uh, wrestlers. Yeah, and we'll just need to see what his hosting capabilities are going to be. And yeah, very interesting. And now we're going to take our first break to transition over to our Dolphin Talk. And we're back for the segment of Draft Talk, a segment that we hope to do a couple times a year as the drafts approach, the NBA draft, the NFL draft, maybe even we'll go into the baseball and other sports if you guys end up liking this segment but we're gonna try to do this once a year for football for sure and draft talk will be about the miami dolphins as this year especially they have a great selection of picks with three in the first round two in the second round and this is going to be a quick easy two round um analysis of the players that we think should be picked there and based off of what was left on the board with mock drafts we did multiple different ones to see the consistencies and they were pretty much the same saying that some the players that we picked were going to stay until that pick. So we're assuming no trades happen, nothing major happens that alters this. And, of course, we'll talk about each pick as they come. So with pick number five, the Miami Dolphins select Tuatunga Viola out of Alabama. And he has some injury history, but he is healthy now, as the videos show. Hopefully, the doctors are going to keep checking him. They say that he's been fine up to now. He's the second-best quarterback in this draft, guaranteed in my opinion. And I think he even has a higher upside than Burrow. But we will have to just wait and see. And I don't think the Dolphins can miss out on this quarterback due to injury history because they did that once before. 
that man's name, Drew Brees. And guess what he did? He won a Super Bowl for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I agree with you. The only thing that has me worried and should have the Dolphins uh, worry is his health. Because, you know, as we saw with Tannehill, they tried to help him a few times. They gave him the, the rest. The, they gave, he had surgery. He didn't have surgery. Then they gave him rest time, and he came back, and he still wasn't a good fit for the Dolphins, wasn't able to produce. So I know that Tua is different, but, you know, that's a concern. Yeah, I can see it. But, um, yeah, he's just... The thing with Tannehill is now we see him um, performing. So we're... And remember, Tannehill is a converted wide receiver, so he really never played quarterback. In my opinion, one of the stupidest draft moves. Even though we love Tannehill down here, we're happy for his success. We wish it was here in Miami. But any other comments you have? Well, maybe we got to trade up for Joe Burrow or draft Justin Herbert. They're two quality quarterbacks. They played great in their college careers. And either one of them may be a franchise quarterback for the Dolphins. Well, definitely Joe Burrow will be a franchise quarterback, but I don't see the Bengals giving up that number one overall pick as, you know, there's just too much there riding on Joe Burrow. He's from Cincinnati or from Ohio. I don't know if he's from Cincinnati. Let me not say that. But I don't think they trade out unless the Dolphins trade like all three of their first round picks, which I don't think they should do. I think it's too much to give up. I don't know if you agree with me. Yeah, I agree. Three is too much to give up. Yeah. Well, now we're going to move on to pick 18 in the first round. And we have the Dolphins drafting safety Xavier McKinney out of Alabama as he's um, probably the best player available at this point. There is a need at safety. Not as big as offensive tackle, but in the mock drafts we did, there was none left at this point or it would be a reach to go get one. So we preferred to wait in the later picks in the first round. And I think this is the perfect replacement for Minka Fitzpatrick. He has great IQ. He doesn't have any injury issues. Anything else you want to add? I think he's a perfect uh, match for Flores. He's a Flores type of player. Yeah, and we just believe use the pick you traded Minko away for and get your guy, another Alabama prospect. Alabama prospects tend to do well, especially on the defensive side. We saw how great Minko was. We'll probably see how great Xavier McKinney was if it ends up falling our way. Next, at pick 26, we have Josh Jones. Do you want to give us a little bit of a background on him? Josh Jones, he's amazing. He's a 6'5", 311-pound uh, player. He's quick. I saw him in the combine, and he, he's really he's from Houston. And, uh, you know, we need a major, major uplift in our offensive line, and I think he can be one of them. Yeah, and I believe, use the pick, again, use the pick you traded away, star player Laramie Tunsil for, use it to get Josh Jones, replace him at offensive tackle, and Laramie Tunsil wants to be paid as the highest O-lineman in history. And he definitely deserves it, but not in Miami. We have the money, but you should just go younger whenever you can. And I believe Josh Jones could very well be the next Laramie Tunsil. He's a four-year starter at Houston. And anything else you want to add? I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be able to, to hit the ground running. I think he's going to be a starter. Yeah, he could be very well a day-one starter, as this Miami Dolphins definitely need offensive tackle help. Next, we move on to round two now with pick number 39, and we have the Dolphins selecting J.K. Dobbins, running back out of the Ohio State University. Although um, although they there was the choice still of DeAndre Swift, I believe, and we believe, that J.K. Um, is definitely better with a bigger frame and amazing vision. Anything else you want to add? I think he's a running back of the future. Yeah, Miami definitely needs that running back to be that one-two punch with their new one that they just brought in from the Eagles. 
And with Kalen Bellage being that third down back, I think we need a explosive guy with amazing vision to come in on second down after um, multiple plays. And I don't know, to be honest. It just seems like a match made in heaven. It's been talked about a lot in the second round. Pick 39, in my opinion, great value. And with a bigger frame, he can be also a third... uh, A third down back, definitely. And with the last pick, the Dolphins have in the second round, at pick number 56, we have Lucas Niang out of Texas Christian. You want to give us a little bit of background? Big guy, 6'7", 328 pounds, even bigger than... Uh, Josh Jones. Josh Jones, yes. And he is, you know, he's very athletic... And um, the only thing that concerns me is the, the the hip issue that he had in 2019. But I think that he's overcome that. Yeah, I definitely hope so, as we have a need again at offensive tackle. And he needs help to get himself. But I think the Dolphin coaching staff will hopefully be able to bring the best out of him. And he's an amazing run blocker, so that'll be an instant help as we're trying to bring in a guy like J.K. Dobbins, the guy from the Eagles, and Kalen Bellage, we needed that run help this year. We needed help everywhere on the offensive line. But with the center from the Patriots, my bad for not knowing his name, Eric Flowers, um, Lucas Niang, uh, Josh Jones, and somebody else to fill out, maybe Jesse Davis, we could definitely have a solid O-line, which Miami hasn't had in many years. And they haven't had an anchor since Mike Pouncey left so many years ago. So even though it's a red flag with the hip, he has a high upside. He needs help, but he can definitely get it. At 6'7", 328, we state that, again, he's just so big. And no matter who the quarterback is that we get, we need to give him protection. Yeah. So we need big guys up front. We need that offensive line to to re- remake itself, and I think this is the time. And at the end of the day... And these my, are the players. Yeah. And at the end of the day, uh, in my belief, offensive line is a position a lot about size, even though... You know, you need to have the fundamentals as this as Lucas Niang has some red flags there too, but it's just a little bit of help in my in, in our opinion. And he can definitely be great for the Miami Dolphins. He's very versatile, he's very athletic. I think he's a, a win win for us. And that is our two round draft predictions for the Miami Dolphins, as there are a total of seven rounds, and possibly one day we may do a full seven round draft, but Today, keep it short, sweet, simple. We have these five picks, which is an amazing number to have in the first two rounds. And they have more all throughout the draft. So if you are a Miami Dolphins fan, uh, Miami Dolphins fan as we are, I definitely recommend watching this year's NFL draft as it's going to be the first one virtually done. And EA Sports has said that they are going to um, give the players a virtual handshake with the commissioner. How do you think all that's going to transpire? We're going to have to see. This is something unprecedented. But, you know, we're in unprecedented times right now, so we're going to have to see how that works out. But I think for the Dolphins, I think we're in the right direction. If we're able to, to get these draft picks, if we're able to get them on the field, I think we're going to be in better shape. Uh, we need, you know, we suffered a lot last year. And now is the time that we have to take that suffering and we have to take that money that we have or that the Dolphins have and we've got to make something out of it. And it has to be done this year. Otherwise, we're going to lose a fan base. Yeah, well, they haven't lost it so far. It's been a couple rough years here down in Miami. But after a five-win season, there's only up to go. And Brian Flores has just shown us that he can coach what was the, well, supposedly, even though they won more games in Cincinnati, Washington, New York, and 
Detroit, supposedly the worst team ever, Brian Flores took them to five wins. And in my opinion, what what else can you ask for out of a coach? And with Chris Greer, a great guy with money, as they've now front-loaded these new contracts, even though they may seem massive, they're all front-loaded. So once the younger guys that they have now under contract come up, they can very easily fit them into the cap. They're smart people. The Dolphins have a bright future. And anything else you want to add about them? I just think that Steve Ross is putting his money where his mouth is. He's doing as much as he can to revamp the stadium, to uh, revamp the team. Uh, with Greer and with Flores, I think they have a good opportunity to do that. And I think we're going to see a lot of positives coming out of the Dolphins this year. And I think we're going to see more wins than we did last year and possibly even the uh, getting into some playoffs. Yeah, and we'll get into talking all that as hopefully the NFL season will eventually kick off in sometime uh, September. And we even have the possibility of, I believe it's in 2021, a seven-team playoff. So definitely if the Dolphins don't sneak in this year, they can, they'll can. they have a great uh, ability to in the coming years. And this year it's wide open with Tom Brady leaving to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Really the only competition are the, Bu- are the Bills. And the Jets just don't exist, in my opinion. Even though they were better than us this year, this year, the Dolphins are just going to come out and surprise everybody, in my opinion. And with New England possibly being dethroned, who knows what's going to go on there with Bilicek. Do you trust him? Bilicek is a good coach. He's a, Actually, he's a great coach. He's very focused, and he knows what he's doing. So don't underestimate Bilicek and the Patriots. They lost Brady, but he has something up his sleeve. Yeah, he must, because supposedly they're just going to ride with their quarterbacks and... Who knows what's going to end up happening. Maybe they'll, like we tanked for Tua this year, maybe they'll tank for Trevor Lawrence, and we can get into that in another podcast. But, yeah, I think that's where draft talk ends, as it's a very exciting one for the Miami Dolphins. And we will be coming with you guys with a draft review that following week after the draft, I believe on April 23rd through April 25th. Very interesting one this year, and everything's going to be interesting this year. With so many changes to our world continuing. And yeah, we're going to transition to the ending of the podcast. As I said earlier, we're transitioning to the end of our first podcast. We're excited to continue to bring you content on a weekly basis during this corona season, as I like to call it. As we have much to talk about with the postponement of the NBA season. The NFL Draft Review coming in the following weeks after the NFL Draft. And of course, our WrestleMania Review being the next one up as this weekend the show shows is happening wrestlemania excited to see that can't wait tomorrow is the well actually today's the day yeah today when you guys are listening we will be in our seats watching the show and that transitions transitions us into following well you know you could also do what, what, what we're talking about doing is a zoom zoom with your friends and watch wrestlemania there you go zooming has definitely taken over the world. But as I said earlier, let's transition into the social medias. Well, yes, you can support us at Dak and Rick's Pod. It's D-A-K-A-N-D-R-I-C-K-S-P-O-D. On just Instagram like and Twitter. Right, just like the name. Dak and Rick's Pod on Instagram and Twitter for updates on the podcast and our lives of sports. And the near future, we'll be able to support us via Patreon. We will have cool and fun rewards on there very soon, and be on the lookout. 
Also remember to subscribe and like our podcast depending on which platform you're listening to. And um, just we just want to say thank you for listening to us talk about sports. This has been something we've been talking about for a lot of time now. And to finally be able to get it done, it is definitely, I'd say, a dream come true. It's an accomplishment for sure. Yeah, episode one of many. And we hope, our goal is to just entertain you during this time. And we will continue to entertain after this time with other fun things because we're going to be able to go to live sports. And it's just a bright future coming up. And we can't wait to share it with the world. We have so much fun with sports. Am I right? We certainly do. It's something that's fantastic. In the meantime, stay safe, stay at home, and uh, let's get over this coronavirus. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to uh, accomplish that by uh, following the protocols and staying safe. Yep. Even though it seems like sometimes in Vince's world over there in WWE, protocols don't exist as somehow they just continue. Even though we love it because it's the only, it's our last live sports left. But... Uh, don't despair they're they're coming back soon they're all gonna come back soon we're a resilient country and we're gonna get this get this behind us yes sir and that's the goal stay safe stay at home listen to your government protocols however they're taking it we have a stay at home order here in florida so we're sticking at home uh nice and warm nice and tight all together here we're in this together guys and we're gonna start closing it out so we wish everyone in New York and the other states that are having these uh, viruses a hot spots. We wish them a lot of um, a lot of uh, luck, and we hope that they are able to overcome it. And we enjoyed, and we hope you enjoyed listening to us. Yeah, and as he said, we hope you guys enjoyed. This is our episode one. We hope to do many more of these. We hope you guys keep on listening. Be sure to subscribe, like he said earlier. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you all next week for our WrestleMania 36 review. Goodbye, everyone.